welcome back to Baking with Booze, the podcast where two friends talk about a few of the things they love most, food and the paranormal. We are your hosts, Bree and Katie, and each week we will serve you up a tasty treat and terrifying tale. So grab a blanket and a snack as we share with you what we've dug up. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 46 of Baking with Booze. Um, as we mentioned in the last episode, we are doing multiple recordings tonight. So, Bree, why don't you go ahead and tell us um, the rest of like your fantastic news uh, stuff that has been happening lately? Okay. Uh, so, I told you about the week before, and now we are up to this past Sunday. Um, I ended up getting sick after a shift at work. I had a sore throat, fever, cough, runny nose kind of thing. And they're like, hey, you can't come in. Uh, go take a COVID test. I'm like, cool, cool. Went and did my test, came back negative, and I stopped having symptoms. Well, they were telling me that unless I had a doctor's note, I had to do a 10-day isolation even with a negative test. And I'm like, oh, for the love of Pete. And then there was this whole fiasco because the urgent care wouldn't give me a doctor's note and my primary care wouldn't give me a doctor's note in time for the 10-day isolation. So, like, they could schedule me, but it was outside the 10 days. So that was bananas. Like I said, last episode, at the time of recording now, uh, Minnie, my cat, has been gone for eight days. There's no sign of her. I have done absolutely everything to get her back, informed absolutely everyone in every conceivable way. I did come across a cat that looks just like her, and we're thinking that that cat's, like, related because Minnie has a very, like, distinct coat pattern. She's a torty-tabby mix, so she's very you know when it's her and this cat had a very similar coat which i don't see in many cats so i'm wondering you know minnie used to be feral and um she's around six and has had several other litters in her life so i wouldn't be surprised if this cat was one of hers just the fact that like they looked so much alike even down to like same eye color same coat pattern. The only difference was this one was like a red head where the whole head was a red color and Minnie's is not. This one I didn't tell you, but somebody stole my debit card number to use it for an escort service to buy a service for $12.99. Yeah, it was declined and I'm like, oh my. Yes, yeah, um, my bank alerted me, and I'm like, I did not authorize this, so now I'm waiting for my new debit card, which sucks, because now I can't, like, do any of my bills online or anything. I have to wait till I get my new debit card. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Correct, but at the cheapest rate possible. Yeah. One handy, thank you very much. The other day, what was it, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday, my youngest son spent his entire evening throwing up, which was fun. And now I have the intestinal flu, or what I think is intestinal flu. It's, you know, 
all things fun with that. I, I have a lot of intestinal cramping and things that come with that. So more than time. Yes. We have we have become very intimate. You and the throne. Me and the throne. We are one. This is a porcelain god. Yes. And unfortunately, like um I can't sit up for very long because of the cramping. Like it's gotten better, but it's not great. So like I'm sitting here talking to you on my bed leaning back into one of those like old 90s pillows the one that had like the arm with the triangle pillow in the back fuck yes yes that is what i've got going on in my life right now but one positive i do have a job interview on tuesday yes for a medical secretary job that would be exactly the hours that i need three days a week very nice. Yes, and it's at the hospital. So, yeah, so now we're, you know, I have an interview on Tuesday, and really the only thing is, is the pay going to be right? Because everything else would work peachy. So we well, shall... fingers, fingers crossed, anyway, that it works out. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Either way, I don't think you'll have to stay where you are for too long, you know, just with still the amount of people hiring. Right, right. It's more, yeah, making sure that I get the hours that I need. And I was saying, you know, after everything that happened with the job that I currently have, like, any interview, I'm like, can I have those hours in writing? Like, Yeah, no, yeah, hopefully it works out. I mean, you would think that places of business would... Like you said, like when we found out about the job that you have now and like the, the bullshit that came with it, you think that there would, businesses would be uh, doing a little bit more, trying to be as like honest and open as, and helpful as possible with people they're trying to hire, you know, that way those people can stay. Right. And not just pulling like a surprise, like you got it. surprise poop hold is what you got. Right, right. You got the oops, wrong hole, is what you got. And I had to laugh because some of my coworkers, when I was telling them what happened, they're like, we need people for the shift that you need. And she wants me to work an earlier shift. And they're like, is she going to fire one of us? Uh-huh. So the coworkers are saying we actually need a manager for the shift that you were originally hired for. So why isn't she scheduling you for that? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Shady shit, man. Yeah. Well, is there any more news? No, that's that's it. Alright. Um, nothing has changed. And <laughs> 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 what I've said, I think. I don't know. I can't even think if there's anything, like, coming up. Going on. My birthday is soon. Yes. But so that, that, that's still, like... Over a week away, I think. Yeah, it's still over a week away. Yeah. I don't have anything new, everybody. I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. I had a nice time with my family over, you know, Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, so ate some good food, spent some quality time. That's about it. Life for me is pretty, uh, <clears throat> pretty kosher at the moment. Working on getting into therapy because mental illness. Yes. Um. Other than that, yeah, I don't really have anything to add. So, would you like to go straight to our dish? Sure. 
All right. What did you make? So this week I made um, a dish that I actually don't have a recipe like, you know, how we normally have, like, um, in the show notes, we have a, a link. And usually you and I jazz it up with something because we're like, no, incorrect. This is how I'm doing it. Um, but this week is one that I learned from my mother that she learned from her mother, um, and so on and so forth. So this is, um, fried kielbasa and cabbage. Uh, yes. So it's very simple dish. Um, you're going to need, unless you're Katie, um, a half an onion, uh, chopped into small pieces a head of cabbage that you're going to slice fairly thinly. Um, I, it just depends on how much you want. Um, so like a family of four, like my family, I will use an entire, um, head of lettuce or head of cabbage. If it's a small one, usually about a half, it's, if it's a medium to large, it just kind of depends. And then some kielbasa or some bratwurst that works as well. Um, you just cut it up into coins. Kielbasa is much easier to cut up, though. But you can you can replace it for either or if you can't find kielbasa. So I like to... I go a little off of what my the matriarchs of my family did, and they would fry the kielbasa first. I don't do that. I save it. So I use a couple tablespoons of butter, and I caramelize the onion and the cabbage at the same time. Um, it takes a while to get them to where they're soft, so I like to spend the most time on the thing that's going to take the longest. Um, so you want it to be like a little, a little charred, a little caramely, and then you would take those out and then put your kielbasa in so that way you don't overcook the vegetables. You can serve it over noodles, like egg noodles, um, or I like to do it with rice. Um, it's a good way to use up, like, leftover rice. And it's a very, um, it's a good, like, when you don't have a lot of money meal. You know, kielbasa is fairly cheap. Onions and cabbage are very cheap, too. But it's a good meal for like if you're like a college student or you're trying to stretch a paycheck, you can most definitely like beef it up with more cabbage and more vegetables. Just do the same thing, kind of toss them in there and cook them down. But yeah, it's um, one of those meals that has been handed down through my family and now I'm gifting it to you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I've, ne- I've never had like fried cabbage, I don't think. It, hmm. most kids don't like cabbage at all, but I enjoyed it because it, it tastes very um, buttery to me. Again, I, I use butter in the dish, but it does very much take on the flavor that you give it. Sounds um, kind of tofu in that aspect. Yeah, when you cook it. Like, there is, you know, you've had coleslaw, I'm sure. Nope. You've never had coleslaw? I mean, I've tried it, and I fucking hate it. Okay. Well, it's probably the um, dressing that you don't like. Um, but, I don't know, cabbage has a very... 
it's a distinct flavor. It's a type of, you know, lettuce, but it has a very, um, so, okay, broccoli stem is about the closest I've got for you on certain types of cabbage, what it tastes like. Broccoli stem, specifically. Yeah. Correct. I've never had broccoli stem either. Um, well, yeah, you have. Like, when you're eating broccoli, the part that's not the flower. Okay. Yeah. I believe... Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say, um, I enjoy my cabbage, um, what is it, like, fermented? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I am down with some fucking sauerkraut. Yeah. And I might not even wait for New Year's to make that, because I really want some sausage and sauerkraut right now. There you go. Mm. I believe that sour, or, um, sauerkraut, good God. I believe that cabbage is actually part of the brassica family, which is uh, the same family of plants that like broccoli and cauliflower of, um, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, just because they have a similar flavor, like it, you know, it looks very much like lettuce, but it has a similar taste to the brassica families, or like collards or whatever, you know? I've never had collard greens either, and I want to try them. Uh, I mean, I've had them. Like, it's... Maybe I've not had them by the right person. Um, I They're good. They're just not mind-blowing, like some people say. Like, I'm a fan of greens. Um, so... And, and when I say greens, I mean, like, any of the salad any of the veggies, you know, I'm a fan of. Um, but I I think I just haven't had the right person make me some actual southern greens. I mean, yeah. That sounds about right, considering where we live. Correct. Decidedly not southern. Yes. <laughs> All, All right. right. So I will... Talk with you about the cabbage. Okie dokie. So cabbage has about a third of the vitamin C that you need for one day. It also gives you fiber, folate, potassium, magnesium, vitamins A and K. And as Katie was talking about, you can ferment it and that actually makes it even healthier. Um, when it's fermented, it's called sauerkraut, or my favorite, kimchi, is the spicier Korean version. Um, when cabbage ferments, it makes natural probiotics that are very good for your gut. Um, and those bacteria helps your body fight germs and take in more nutrients, digest food, and control anxiety. Wow, I need to go get me some fucking kimchi. You should probably eat, like, That's correct. And I could do that because I love it. Um, it's really good for you raw. So, like, uh, if you you can get different nutrients, again, from if you cook it or ferment it. But raw red cabbage um, gives you the best nutritional boost per serving. Uh, you can slice it very thin and leave it for about 10 minutes. Essentially, it is like a fine wine. You must allow it to bloom until its fullest of flavors. 
for 10 minutes. Um, you can add it to salad or sandwiches or turn it into coleslaw. I really like it on um, like barbecue pulled pork sandwiches. It adds a nice crunch. And I feel like the green ones um, don't have, they don't have the same flavor as a red one. I feel like the red ones have a little bit more of a robusty flavor. Here we go with the wine. But I feel like they have more of a robust flavor. Um, cabbage is loaded with antioxidants, uh, vitamin C and manganese. It has, it has phytonutrients, which are really good for you. It's like the cell protecting force, essentially. Cabbage is loaded with lots of chemicals that actually help ease swelling in your tissues. Um, it's good for the cancer, heart, heart disease, diabetes, and Alzheimer's disease. Also, it is very good if you're a breastfeeding mother who is trying to stop breastfeeding. Um, if you put cabbage leaves straight on your boobies in your bra, it will help reduce the amount of milk that you're producing and it helps take down the swelling um, and the pain. If you're a breastfeeding mom, you fucking know the pain when you haven't pumped or you haven't fed in a while and your melons are the size of one watermelon on their own. I was literally going to mention that because that's a, you know, like a random thing that I had heard about cabbage as well or you know, breastfeeding. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it definitely helps. You just get yourself one whole leaf and just cup it on your boob. Cabbage has one gram of fiber for every 10 calories and it helps fill you up so you eat less. Again, like I was saying, it's, you know, a cheap, good part of a cheap meal. It's going to fill you up. Um, it also helps lower your bad, the, the LDL cholesterol, and control your blood sugar. Um, it also has nutrients to help keep the lining of your stomach and your intestines strong. And the juice, like if you juice it, it'll help uh, stomach ulcers to heal. Okay. Red cabbage seems to raise the level of beta carotene, uh, lutein, and other heart protective antioxidants. But the LDL cholesterol is linked to hardening your arteries, so it like prevents that. And again, it also eases like inflammation in your heart. So if you have like a heart um, condition, it might be a good idea to at least talk to your doctor about upping cabbage in your diet, like making sure that obviously that is, you know, reducing inflammation is what you want with the current medication you're on. So cabbage can be like made in a shit ton of different ways. You can steam it, you can boil it, saute it, stir fry it, bake it, raw. Um, I mean, you can use it as a replacement to bread and tortillas. It's such a versatile vegetable, and it's, since it's that way, it's really easy to get like all the benefits that you want from it into your diet. Though the best way to get all those nutrients that you're looking for is eating it raw or having it fermented. I will stick with a sauerkraut. Yes, there you go. Oh, here we go. The average green cabbage costs 62 cents a pound. Like, that's 26 cents for an entire, like, cup of cabbage. Oh, 
yeah. So, yeah, it's really, really, really cheap. And that's what I have for you on the cabbage. Well, thanks. You're welcome. I guess maybe I should... Yeah, I don't know. If sauerkraut's the only way I can handle it, then maybe I just need to eat more sauerkraut throughout the year. Yeah, seriously. If that's if that's how you can handle it, then let's do it. Even well, if it's, even if it's not, just a little bit. I'm definitely not waiting for New Year's. I'm going to eat that shit very soon. Yes. I think I might go out tomorrow and <laughs> get the ingredients. All right. Are you ready for our story? Yes. All right. So it's going to be like the first of its kind on here. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, I was, I was looking for something earlier. I kept finding like one or two things. And then it would be like, but this, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg uh, surrounding this whole town. Just the so tip. I'm like, okay, um, then why don't we just do the whole town? Um, so it's actually a, a couple smaller stories, but they're all about the same freaking town. Oh. Um, yes, we're going to talk about Alton, Illinois, which uh, has been called the most haunted small town in America. Oh, dear. Yeah. So it's located approximately 15 miles north of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and like I said, it's been called the most haunted town in America. So the most haunted house in Alton is the McPike Mansion. The house was built in 1869 by Henry Guest McPike. And the family also owned 15 acres of land that they named Mount Lookout Park. Uh, While nobody has lived in the house since the 1950s, it is said to be occupied by several ghosts. Uh, Some say that there are more than 11 spirits at the location. Um, It is believed that the paranormal activity was present on the property even before the home was built. Uh, Native American spirits and residual energy from a possible underground railroad stop are believed to be some of the paranormal activity that's associated with this land. I mean, that's fair. Huh? I said that's fair. Oh, yes. Many people over the years have witnessed the spirits of who they believe are the original owners of the house, Henry and Eleanor McPike. Um, A cook who once worked at the mansion, as well as several other servants, are often seen roaming around the place, um, as well as a woman who mysteriously died in a bathtub. Yeah. Uh, Some people have even caught balls of light, uh, orbs, and unexplained figures in the pictures they took while visiting the mansion. Uh, The cellar in particular uh, tends to be a hot spot for paranormal activity. Why is it always the cellar? Because... They fucking know, man. They fucking know that that shit is creepy as fuck because it's so dark and dank and it usually smells weird. (laughs) Yeah, and you're like, there be a ghost in here for sure. Yeah. So, that was the mansion. Now we're going to talk about the First Unitarian Church. Uh, Originally built in 1830, this church burnt down only 20 years later. Uh, The land was purchased by the Unitarian Society, who then built a new church, uh, but that one burnt down in 1901. (laughs) Um, Third time's the charm. (laughs) The next church that was built there in 1905 still remains there today. 
Uh, tragedy struck the church in November of 1934, however, uh, when Reverend Philip Mercer became ill, and a few days later, he was found hanging in the doorway of the study. Oh. Uh, since his passing, several people have reported witnessing shadow figures, as well as hearing disembodied voices coming from the basement. Uh, the piano has been heard playing on its own, as well as doors opening and closing on their own. Piano, I think the fuck not. Yeah, right. Churches creep me out so fucking much. Like, even the ones that are, like, new and fully functioning. Yeah. They creep me out. I don't, I don't know. There's something about how, like, clean and orderly they tend to be. And then, um, like, just, like, how big it tends to be on the inside. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like to be in any dark place in a church. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, all right. Now we're going to talk about the Milton School. Um, it was built in 1904, and it was Alton's main school and remained open until 1986. Since then, the building has been used for several businesses with numerous employees, stating that they've encountered paranormal activity. A young girl named Mary is said to haunt the former schoolhouse. The story goes that one day after school, she stayed late to work on a project, and when she was ready to go home, she was skipping down the stairs towards the gym when she heard a noise coming from behind her. She was found the next morning in the girl's locker room, severely beaten to death with her clothes all torn up. Um, if she was, huh? If she was the only one in there, how do they know that she heard a sound behind her? Yeah, I'm wondering the same. Um, also, her clothes all torn up. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really sound much like ghosts. I'm picking up really rude <sighs> vibes. I'd be interested, unfortunately, you know, like I said, it's kind of like little blips of information that I have. I'd be really interested to know, like, when exactly that happened, and, you know, you know, I don't know, what other, like, uh, murders or anything went on in the area around that time? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, apparently a, jar- a janitor uh, committed suicide in the building as well. Uh, people have been, have been inside of the building that have been inside of the building have reported hearing footsteps having their items go missing and then suddenly reappearing and then seeing an apparition of a young girl um next and last is the mineral springs mall uh the mineral mineral springs hotel was built in 1914 and was said to have been the most spectacular hotel in the area uh, many believe that the hotel's water had healing powers that could cure people. It is now the Mineral, Mineral Springs Mall and is full of paranormal activity. The swimming pool, where countless people once gathered for its healing powers, is said to be haunted, especially by a 17-year-old boy named Clarence who drowned there. Claims of an apparition of a young man wearing a brown suit near the pool area have been reported. Um, a ghost girl named Cassandra, who allegedly drowned during a birthday party, is also said to lurk around. Oh and an- another child spirit named Mason has been seen running through the lobby. Um, Pearl and Mary, also known as the Jasmine Lady because of her scent, oh. are, 
women who met their untimely deaths at the hotel and are believed to still roam around the location. A high-pitched voice saying hi can sometimes be heard when people are trying to communicate with Pearl. Oh. Um, Yeah. A spirit named Charlie is often seen where the former bar of the hotel was, was once located. The story goes that he had such a high bar tab that in order to pay it off, he had to paint a mural and ended up committing suicide. We haven't had very much luck with Charlie's in this podcast. We have not, no. <laughs> Charlie's, are you okay out there? You get right. Um, so while those are the most haunted locations in all, there are many more places that are filled with spirit activity. Um, so I'm going to list some of those off. Uh, I might actually keep this list and, you know, try and dig into more things. However, if they're saying that the ones I've already read are the most haunted and this is what they're giving me, I don't imagine I'd find too much. But for you or anybody else that might want to look these things up, um, Alton City Cemetery, Confederate Cemetery Memorial, Confederate Prison, or the Old Alton Prison, Smallpox Island, uh, Elijah Lovejoy Monument, Jacoby Arts Center, Ryder Building, and the Piazza Masonic Lodge. Um, are apparently other locations in Alton that uh, have some spiritual activity going on. So, um, oh, also there's uh, a legend of the Piazza bird, which is a dragon-like bird that tortured and ate natives of the region. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that might make an appearance on... Sharp turn. Yep. Creature feature. See. So that is what I have for you on the town Alton, A-L-T-O-N, Illinois. Nice. I had heard about that McPike place. I had thought that I had, too. Um, and, you know, of course, I looked at, like, a lot of different websites and stuff. Um, I don't know. I couldn't find much more information than what I gave to you guys, other than just some, like, excuse me, like, history. But, you know, nothing was really paranormal-related. Right. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. It kind of surprised me for some reason. I don't know that it was in Illinois. Yeah. Like, I thought Ohio was supposed to be the haunted as fuck state. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I think we still hold that title, but it sounds like Illinois is a close second. <laughs> Quite possibly. So anyway, um, this or that? I do have a this or that. Okay, so are you a fan of real trees or fake trees? Like Christmas I tree. I don't believe I've ever had a real Christmas tree. Um, if I did, I was probably very young. Um, for as long as I can remember, we've only ever had fake trees. Um, I think my mom has allergies, and so I believe one of those is to, like, pine. Um, I know I have a mild allergy to pine because whenever I get poked with it, I get all like little red itchy bumps everywhere. Yeah. Um, I think she was more concerned about like the needles falling everywhere, it being messy, and then, you know, of course the possible fire hazard of having them. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really have a preference. I'd like to have a real tree once, I think, but I don't really have a preference. I... 
See, I had a similar problem as you. My mom is very allergic to pine. Um, there's only maybe a couple kinds that she's not allergic to, um, and none of them are good Christmas tree ones. <laughs> um, they're more like the fluffy, bushy ones. Um, so at my mom's house, we never had a real tree, but my dad always had a real tree. He had blue spruces. They would always buy one to have in the house, and then buy one that they would plant in the yard later. Like they would, they would put it in a, um, like a pot out front, decorate it, and then when Christmas was over, they'd take it back out. And you know, you can plant a tree in any month that has an R in it, like the letter R. Um, so they would go out and plant the tree and then they would take the one that was inside and then take it out to the back deck and put like a bunch of bird seed on it and put like a bunch of things for the birds on it and leave it out there until about March or April. Um, once the birds had kind of like picked it clean and it had lost all of its needles and then they just burn it. And I enjoy having a real tree. Um, but it seems like my children are allergic to pine or at least the pollen. Um, they don't really have issue because we have, um, scotch pines in the back of my house and they don't seem to take too much issue with like the, the needles, but when they release the pollen, which scotch pines don't really do too bad, but that's when they kind of get all sniffly. My mom begged me not to have a real tree in my house until we knew for sure. So I currently have a fake tree that is flocked. So it has like the snow look to it. Um, so I prefer real, but I unfortunately have to live with uh, fake. So I got, you know, one that made me feel like foresty. It has like, like I said, it's flocked with snow and it has um, pine cones in it and whatnot. Yeah, I just don't do well at keeping things alive as well, so that's also another reason I haven't had it. <laughs> well, and to be fair, you cut it down, a.k.a. dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Alright, what else you got for us? Okay, so which do you prefer, white lights or colorful lights? your pattern um I like them both and if I can have a choice like I prefer white lights on a tree over colorful I don't know I think in such a small space it gets too busy and that's why I don't like it um I prefer white like in the house but I adore people that do their whole house like the outside in colorful lights Blue is my favorite. We have we have one house in the uh, city that we live in that does their whole house in blue lights. And I'm like, look how cool. But yeah, I wonder I wonder if that one place do they do that anymore? That has like all the displays and stuff. Do they still do that, or did they stop doing that when the old man passed away? Oh no, the the kids are doing it still. 
Yay! We, okay. we go every year. Yeah, there's this place about a half an hour away from us that's like a drive-through um, that it's just a family who started it 50, 70 years ago. I don't know, long-ass time ago. Um, I say long-ass like it's, you know, been forever and ever, amen, and we aren't 30 fucking years old. But, um, yeah, they started doing it quite a while ago, and um, it, it's just a farm. And the farmer passed away, and so now his kids keep it up. And they ask for, you know, there's a donation box where, you know, I've been going there since I was 10. So the past 20 years, and now I take my children. Um, so we always put in like a $5 donation, because I can't imagine, it's acres of lights, and I can't imagine what that electric bill is like. Okay, wait. I don't think we're talking about the same place. Oh, okay. Where are you talking about? I'm talking about... It's in town. Oh. Nope. It, it's not a drive through It's the one where, like, they have a whole display on their porch. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, they aren't doing... They haven't been doing that for a while because the, um, the old man... I think he did end up passing away. But the kids inherited the property, and they just couldn't keep up with it. Okay. Um, so the house is still there, and they still have, like, the display windows, but they don't do anything anymore, as far as I know. Okay. But no, the okay. one that I'm talking about is out to now. I've never been to that one, so I didn't know anything about it. It's it's worth it. You know, it's it's... They have, like, music going, and um, you just kind of roll down your windows, and they have displays on both sides of the road. And you go up and into the a farmer's house, um, like, turn around, you know, like it's a big horseshoe. Um, but, yeah, they do, some of the stuff's handmade from, like, back in the day. And... All the neighbors understood the assignment and have started putting their own, like, decorations out there to, like, contribute to what's going on. Okay. But, yeah, they... We're going to have to check that out this year. I've never been down that way. Yeah, it's... Like I said, we go every year. And And they add at least two or three new things every year. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Mom, mom has always wanted to go down to Ogilvy to look at their lights. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, like, literally the last, like, three years, we're like, okay, we're going to do it. And then we get close to time, and we're like, ah, fuck that. So, let's <laughs> go to that place. <laughs> yeah. This one, it takes you about, I, well, everybody goes down to, like, 25 miles an hour, um, or, you know, less, and just kind of strolls through there. So it, it takes you about 10, 15 minutes to go through the whole thing. Um, there used to be the neighbor, and unfortunately he passed away, um, but the neighbor next door used to dress up as Santa, and he would sit in this outhouse-looking thing, and they would have lights too. So you'd finish at the farm, and then you'd go to Santa's house, and he would give everybody a candy cane and all the dogs got treats oh hell yes yeah he had this whole big bag of like handmade treats that his wife would bake 
and give those to the dogs, and then you'd go look at all their Christmas lights, because they had a big horseshoe drive, too. But, yeah, but unfortunately, he passed away a while ago, so there's no more Sienna. Alright. Oh, wait, do you have another miss of that? Um, yes. Okay. We got so far gone for a minute that I actually forgot that we were recording an episode. Yeah, right. Okay, so are you a fan of candles or fairy lights? for extra lighting in your Christmas decor? Candles. Correct. I have nothing against fairy lights, but I, I, I like the ambiance of candles more. Yes, aesthetic is all. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, fairy lights are good for some things, but yeah, I much prefer like that soft glow of candles. Yes. Even smell. Yes. And I'll be honest, I even like like the vintage cheapy electric candles to fairy lights. I don't know, there's just something about the aesthetic of them that I'm like that screams Christmas to me. Whereas fairy light is just an everyday thing. Yes. Especially nowadays. Yes. There's so many. Yes. All right, but that is what I have for you for this or that. All right. Got us into a good Christmas conversation. Yes. Monstrous Media. This section will contain spoilers, so proceed with caution. So, as I mentioned on the last episode... When I switched up my monstrous media, um, I'm going to talk about the movie The Devil Below. Um, it actually came out this year. Um, it says it's not rated. Uh, um, I think it's just a Netflix movie, actually. I know it's. Is it Netflix? Tell me, Netflix, tell me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not sure, but it is on Netflix uh, right now. Um, it's a horror thriller, uh, an hour and a half runtime. It does not have very good ratings, I will admit that. However, uh, it reminded me of another movie that I can't even remember. Oh, um, it reminded me of the movie The Cave. Um, and so that's why like, I originally started watching it. I don't know, I have a thing about like, uh, like cave divers or like spelunking and stuff like that that I, I think is interesting. So I tend to Especially when you mix it with horror, I tend to like watching shit like that. So, uh, the overview of it is a geological expedition to an Appalachian sinkhole becomes a fight for survival against a mysterious force. Um, it stars Aiden Tonto, Will Patton, Alicia Sands, Jonathan Sadowski, and, you know, a couple other people. So... Like it says, uh, it's supposed to be a geological expedition. Um, it's kind of one of those things, like, they're trying to, they needed, like, a, a an expert, of course, of, like, kind of, like, cave systems, and, and specifically they're trying to get into, like, a mine in this movie. Um, it was 
a, a little town that supposedly just kind of like disappeared. Like all of its residents just disappeared. Um, nothing was coming in or going out of this town. And so of course, like some, some people took notice and they wanted to go in and like investigate what happened to the town. Um, and of course there were rumors, um, you know, it had something to do with the mines. Mm. So somebody dressed it up as a geological expedition when that's not exactly what it was. Um, and they find like an expert in all things outdoors, how to get in and out of the mind and all this shit. Um, so they get there and they find like entrances to the mine, all of which have been like closed up. Uh, and of course, you know, they do the thing where they fucking mess with it and get in, break all the shit away. Uh, they start putting ropes down into this hole in the fucking ground. And the, <laughs> the very first person that like goes in there, uh, something happens to them. Like, I don't remember, I don't know if their, like, rope gave out or what it was, but literally the first person, like, falls, fucking breaks something, and so, you know, of course that becomes, like, a rescue mission type thing. They're trying to get down there. Before they can get down there, they see this, this person being, like, drug away. Oh. They hear weird-ass fucking voices. Spelunking um, with Satan. Yeah. Uh, then the people that have yet to descend into the mine that are all standing there with their dicks in their hands uh, get surprised by this group of rough-looking people that are like, what are you fucking doing here? Surprise! Um, yeah. <laughs> so and this turns out to be, of course, like all the townspeople. Um, and it turns out that they kind of like orchestrated it uh, to look like the whole town had disappeared. Everything had dried up. Everybody had gone. It's just an abandoned ghost town now. Nobody knows what happened. Nobody outside the town uh, ever came in. And the ones that were living in the town at the time just stayed there and went into, like, hiding within the woods and the mountains and stuff. No. Because uh, they're all there to guard a secret and protect the rest of the world from what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, the geological expedition continues because they're trying to rescue their person. And because, of course, like I said, it was dressed up like that when really somebody was like, oh, I kind of knew what was going on. I just wanted to see. They're both. And then <laughs> fucks around and finds out. Literally uh, push the person down the yeah. hole. I want to see what happens. Yeah. Science but, experiment. But, of course, the person that, like, set this whole thing up wasn't the first person in the fucking hole. No. They knew, the bastards. So it becomes like a rescue mission. Um, it is a creature feature type thing. Um, it, it gives some descent vibes. If you've, you have ever watched the movie The Descent, um, it also gives a little bit of like alien vibes, um, like the movie Alien vibes. Um, I personally don't think it's that scary, uh, but there are like certain parts of it that is uh, filmed almost like uh, Blair Witch style, because they end up in the woods at night. And, Ugh. Um, 
they need the fucking, you know, the video camera on infrared or whatever. Yeah. So you do get bits of that. Um, My favorite. I'm yeah, I'm not a fan of, uh, no. but it doesn't last too long. Um, only one person survives the encounter that isn't like one of the, the original townspeople and decides to uh, take up with them instead of, uh, you know, talking tail and running and trying to keep the threat under control to the outside world. Oh. So, yeah, there is not a nice big bow to wrap on this and say that, you know, there's a, a nice clean conclusion because the things survive, essentially, and now they're just uh, waiting for somebody else under the guise of a geological expedition to come in and fuck it up again. Yeah. So anyway, that's just what I have for you. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy looking fucking things. Their heads are creepy as fuck. Ew. Yeah, don't you like it? Anyway, I thought it was interesting. I liked the whole, you know, like the town basically went into hiding to make it seem like, you know, so people wouldn't Mm -hmm. come there, so it wouldn't more people wouldn't die, uh, wouldn't spread, so. Makes me think of Family Guy Consuela. No, no Superman here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, is there anything else we would like to talk about? No. Okay. Well, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Baking with Booze. You can send in your listener stories or recipes to baking underscore with underscore booze at yahoo.com. Other than that, we hope you enjoyed the episode. You have a fantastic week ahead, and we will catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye.